Okay, so for today, Sundays with Suraj, we have Rohit back again in the house, and this time we have something called Gupshup. Guard. Gupshup guarding or guarding with Gupshup? I think we can give this uh, choice to the people if they can uh, choose the word for us. Would be great. That's a good one. Okay, so Rohit had this thought that we should name this series called Gupshup with. Make me garden? Huh. Gardening Gupshup with Make Me Garden. You, you know, you get to choose the Yeah, so you you get to choose what can the series be named. So if you have anything in mind, let us know and we'll pick it if it's pretty good. And apart from that, this series is basically about um, the basic gardening questions that that a normal gardener would have or the basic questions that we at Make Me Garden get asked by our clients or prospects. So, you know, we thought we could upload this on YouTube, which will make everyone's life easier since you will have a grip on the topic before you even approach somebody for gardening. So, the first question what we wrote down was, how many times should I water my plants and at what time of the day? Okay, that's a pretty interesting question, be it Facebook, Instagram or be it in mails. Uh, these are the most common questions that are dropped in by the clients and also by a regular audience. Right. So, this, uh, this is a very simple question and I think you yourselves can answer it. Like, uh, usually human beings, like consider for human beings, it, it is always said that you should have uh, a heavy breakfast, mm -hmm. a comparatively lighter lunch. And completely lighter uh, dinner. Dinner, right. So similarly, when coming to plants, you should always water your plant in the morning because uh, in a good quantity. I'll tell you what is good quantity. I'll give you a tip as well. Mm -hmm. So in the morning, when you uh, give water to your plant, it uses the water for the entire day. Okay. For the photosynthesis or could be for its growth. And it will properly utilize it with the help of the sun and can get the best result out of it. And in the evenings, if you consume a heavy calorie food in the evening, you'll be down. You'll be completely down and you'll start losing it. It yeah, is going to feel uneasy and stuff. Yes. So similarly, your plant is likely to feel uneasy in the night if you give a greater water quantity. So which is a good quantity to water, even that thing your plant will tell you. It is that if you have good drain system for your plant, I mean the pot, whatever pot. Where the water exits. Yes. Right. So you will have, if you have to know that if I have watered my plant enough, when your plant is a good plant, I mean it is 9 inches and above, mm -hmm. when you water it in the, uh, in the planter, okay. then automatically at a point the water starts exiting right. from the drain True. hole. So that is when you can easily understand that, yeah, the plant has got sufficient water. I can stop it now. And technically, if you are living in an urban place, you might not get sufficient time to uh, experiment this thing to understand till the water drips from the drain hole. So what you can do is you can happily go with sprinkling the water for at least uh, two glasses of water. That would be enough. Right. Two glasses of water in the morning? Yes. Two to three glasses, depending on how big your plant is. Mm -hmm. And actually a plant parent will easily understand. Okay. If he's connected with the plant, he or she is connected with the plant, they'll definitely if understand. If you know, they just put the seeds in, how much water would they require? Same two, two to three glasses yes. or lesser than Yes, that? and uh, when the plant is small, you can't directly, I mean it's in the seedling stage or right. you have just planted yesterday. 
you can't directly pour the water like this. You will have to spray it. You right. mean you have to shower it. Right. And you got to uh, have a jug in one your uh, in one of your hands and another hand. You are going to pour, pour it this way. This is a right. finger movement. So <laughs> then you get it sharp. Got it. <laughs> it, may, it may you know look funny, but that's that's exactly how you have to do because you know when you put the seed, it sprouts up. So yeah. when it's sprouting up, if you pour directly, you may you know kill it. Yeah. Yeah. And this has happened a lot of times. Not. Frequently, but few clients actually ask us why isn't the seed growing, and one of the reasons is the same thing. If you pour water directly, there are chances that you kill the seed or the plant yeah. before it even matures. Yeah, like it's like you're uh, firing a bullet. Like when you uh, when you exactly put your seed uh, one inch deeper to the soil, mm -hmm. when you're pouring it heavily, it might go three to four inches deeper. Right. So, so you know, it'll, it'll take longer to even reach up to the top. To sprout up, and it, it might even die in the process. So this is one of this is very important for anybody to keep in mind if they are starting out with gardening or and are just watering every single day. Yeah, and even if you are considering for evenings, try to go for a lower quantity. That's what I would right. suggest. Okay, so the second question is, which are the best options for sustainable pots? Pots, yeah, pots, planters, whatever you call. Uh, so <laughs> there was planters <laughs> written, but I didn't use the word planters. Yeah, okay. uh, some people call them planters in specific. So yeah, uh, planters are a very easy choice when you are just planning to begin. Your planters could be just a paper cups. Mm -hmm. Technically, you want to see your seeds sprout up. Okay. In the initial stage, you can even go with a paper cup, which you have your tea, tea okay. coffee. So you that, grow in that? Yeah, yeah. Then how does the excess water exit? You small poke hole. holes. Yeah, small hole. Okay. Only one hole is put under underneath it. Okay. And that's enough. Okay. So, but when you are getting serious into the business, then you uh, many people would not like to offer something like ceramic, or it could be some sort of cement pots and all these things. Right. So now you know the trend is always been plastic, but yeah. the customers of today are not even into plastic. They but you know, yeah. even using plastic po uh, pots, it's harmful to the plant too, right? Uh, kind of. But uh, they have chemicals and shit involved, which might harm. Might harm. Especially if you're growing vegetable plants, there are chances. You know, the plants which grow underneath the soil, there are chances that it can get affected yeah, by the. Yeah, could be. But uh, yeah, all the manufacturers claim that they are doing enough of thing for it. So even uh, it's okay. It's business by end of the day. Right. So uh, what I would personally suggest is the best sustainable choice that is given outside is go with HDPE or LDPE bags. Which are certified by the government themselves. So HDPE and LDPE are nothing but grow bags, hmm. which are sustainable, yeah. which are eco-friendly. Yeah, they are eco-friendly because uh, you will not easily get to dispose them because they don't tear or uh, wither away so easily. They last longer too. You yeah. know, normal uh, plastic pots last for I guess one year or so, one and a half, one and a half year. But these last for two to three years. Yeah. So you know, it lasts longer and also is eco-friendly. And recyclable. Yes, and recyclable. That is the most uh, least understood thing. We can actually right. recycle them, and they are, have easy mobility. Like they are not too heavy. Even if you have 10 kgs of weight inside them, they don't make it feel that heavy. They are easily portable. Right. And they can accommodate all the uh, elements that are required. And other alternatives that can be looked into could be cloth bags, right. fa fabric bags, which are coming at the moment. 
and also if you are planning to do in a very uh, <laughs> fun way you can also go with cloth right yeah you can do it in cloth like uh, seeds like fenugreek uh, chia seeds and other seeds they grow in uh, cloth also did, did any client of us take cloth uh, no they, they they took seeds they planted in cloth shiva yeah shiva was suggesting that we can introduce cloth bags cloth bags yeah so that is something we will consider okay so the third question is what is an ideal ratio for soil mix or potting mixture to grow a plant this is something that uh, the most troubled thing that we will ever get asked because there is nothing standard man there is nothing standard fixed or anything in this environment uh -huh. it's that we derive them we make them a composition right so what i say is see is that a secret ingredient <laughs> <laughs> nothing actually the only thing is that uh, it's like uh, i would ask a simple question to everybody that see you wear clothes which you are comfortable in right so similarly when you are growing up we can easily find out that he is liking tight clothes he is liking loose clothes mm -hmm. so similarly for your plant i can 100% say that only 10 uh, unique species would like to have tight held soil okay most of which is uh, like some exotic pines and all these things like i mean what cacti, kind of soil Uh, tight soil wasn't like completely red soil okay completely something that and red soil is pretty hard to hard, get uh, yeah you know legit red soil yeah it you won't be easily able to penetrate i mean right. the seed will not be able to penetrate inside the okay. soil so it doesn't give that much of aeration space so for this aeration aeration space so technically we would need something that is loose and good for the soil okay. and it also nourishes the plant by end of the day okay so why we do this potting mixture is it's a mixture mixture of three elements what i have learned from the people i know is that it has cocoa peat it has red soil it has vermi compost okay so what these three things do is we follow usually this 2 is to 1 is to 1 ratio so 2 would be like let's assume that you are making a 4 kg of potting mixture okay so it would technically be that you would have 2 kg of cocoa peat Okay. 1 kg of red red soil mm -hmm. and 1 kg of vermi compost. Right. So cocoa peat will only help in uh, having a loose soil. Like it will make it very smooth and it will help the plant get more aeration. Okay. And red soil And wait, wait, wait. Aeration meaning? Aeration meaning is uh, space for the roots. Right. Okay. Roots of the seed. Okay. So when it's growing up, mm -hmm. it needs to expand. Okay. So when you are having only red soil, it won't give you the space okay. to penetrate. So it's like uh, ease of doing business. If, right. <laughs> if, if there's uh, cocoa peat. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So if there is a good uh, economical policy in a government, you any business will easily able to penetrate into the entire country. Makes sense. <laughs> so that's a good <laughs> good relation made there. <laughs> yeah. So if there is no space, there are tight policies across the country. You will be not able to grow so easily. so that's as simple as that so when coming to red soil it will give you the mic uh, micronutrients whatever are available in the soil okay. like it could be silicon it could be some uh, other elements right. nitrogen and all these things and vermi compost is completely nutrient based okay. vermi compost has all these mixtures of uh, organic dry matter gray matter and all these things get all the essential nutrients, nutrients for the plant to grow yeah and what i would say is technically go with some other elements also like you can have trichoderma you can have uh, epsom salt you can have uh, manure dry cow dung powder 
you can add your own elements right. but don't do it in too much quantities try to be limited you can have neem cake also neem cake neem cake we provide neem cake neem yeah, oil neem oil we have close to 17 different uh, nutrients getting into our potting mixture so you so can that's a secret <laughs> that i know is a secret that is technically a secret because uh, the we don't usually <laughs> go go in doing it outside we do it in labs we get them from labs right yeah okay by the way that gesture was for rajesh sitting there who doesn't want to come again in the video okay going forward for the next question yeah so you know the most general question anybody would ever ask why should i garden when i have easier alternatives like you know hydroponics is a very easy alternative you know you don't have to do shit all you have to do is turn on the water it just gets circulated and you will get the output you know why should they pick this kind of experiential garden yeah so why every time this question comes up to us is to answer something in terms of experiential gardening see after rohit answers i'll also give my answer yeah so that's good it's a two way side communication <laughs> so yeah bonanza <laughs> double bonanza for you so yeah why you should actually garden is that you try to learn the essence in it you just don't try to switch on some turbines or something and let it go itself right, right. you try to get in involved yourself into something that is related to nature because only few things are uh, in the entire uh, universe that we actually take interest in right. and we try to exchange energies with uh once i have actually read in times of india in the speaking tree column okay that uh, once you start meditating under a tree you will try to gain all the energy which it has in it interesting yeah how older the tree is all its gyan that it has been taken from around the environment will be exchanged with you right i was quite surprised i, I mean <laughs> yeah. dude for years uh, i do meditations in the morning every day and initially i used to meditate in my balcony where there were plants and genuinely there's a difference now i meditate in my room but outside in the plants and room there's a very significant difference uh, i think the uh, writer of that article was true <laughs> he <laughs> definitely is <laughs> yeah so i was quite surprised then since then my love for gardening has begun and uh, you see floating a company is a very little thing by end of the day but what we do every day and what we get by doing this is extremely happiness pure happiness so when client some xyz client buys a seed from me and is sending me a testimonial the happiness he shares with us is being enjoyed by another 500 to 1000 odd people very true so you see uh, and yeah i don't try to uh, uh, <laughs> say that other clients are not enjoying it for not taking experiential gardening but from the start because exactly. we have personally never provided plants to anyone but with the seed starting from a seed you can see the uh, ecstasy and growth in the journey where there is a complete uh, emotional ride mm-hmm. a roller coaster technically very true yeah so that's something that caught my attention so i say that go touch the mud have fun uh, try to connect your energies with the plant and i actually happened to tell this to anu when i went to her home that try to talk to the plant and she just had a, a smile we <laughs> share a conversation yeah i don't know i know you should have i will have conversation with your plants right here <laughs> no no even i should try to talk if she had a conversation <laughs> i just asked the plants <laughs> talking with the plants series yeah. for some other time <laughs> yeah yeah 
So yeah, it's a very fun journey when you try to communicate with your client and it replies back to you. I think you will understand. That. The output replies back. Its response is the output or the produce it makes. Yeah, and when you consume it, uh, I'm not lying. When people make it out of love, uh, and when they consume it, their expression is priceless. When they have that food of their own, when they grow it, you should know. You should know and try to talk to people who grow and have their own food. They'll be. 10x happier than all the other odd beings. Very true. So you know now I'll get to my points. They're just two simple points. The first point is, so basically in something the alternatives which are easier, you are no nowhere involved in the process. So even if the produce comes out bad, you do not know where to resolve it. On the other end, if you grew the plant yourself, you would have a idea of what is being done wrong. In order to correct the next produce at least, so you know if this produce goes to shit, the next produce you know where to correct to get a better produce. That is one important point which I'm sure everybody would consider. And the second most important point is, just compare the prices, man. Is it worth it spending so much? For few maybe, but for a lot, they just make an impulsive buying decision. Moreover, a lot of them don't even make that decision. They get off from gardening, looking at the pricing itself. So you know you don't have to get off. You can start somewhere small with a seed packet. You need not even take an entire gardening profile. Just a small seed packet. You'll understand the entire process of experiential gardening. Again, which Rohit explained the ecstasy and the joy you get in seeing the plant grow and then eating it. So I think that's a that's some experience you'll only. Gain through experiential garden. Yeah, and uh, anything it could be, I would just suggest that you shouldn't back out when you see something and when it excites you so much. I think uh, many people not taking up gardening is seeing the uh, overpriced expenses or some premium expenses, and I think we are here to make a difference through it. Please, through experiential gardening, saying that no, you did not worry. Uh, let's start small and then grow big. Very true. Uh, talking about starting small, seed bank on our website, makemegarden.com, you'll find 17 different varieties of seeds. Yeah. You uh, can buy. We'll add some more of them. More to come soon, but you can buy single packets of seeds just to try it out. If you like it, I'm sure you like it, and I'm sure you'll come back to us knowing what's more. So, if you're interested, check it out. I'll drop the link in the description. Moving on. The fourth question. Oh, sorry, the fifth question. <laughs> My bad. So, the fifth question, what are the best choices for winter seeds since this is the winter? So, coming to the choice of winter seeds, I think uh, it would be, a, like, I think this is the first time some young YouTubers are trying to, uh, gardening YouTubers to be specific, <laughs> are trying to show you seeds in specific, how do they look and uh, what are those winter seeds, I think you would have a look at it. Please. The seeds directly? Yeah, the seeds directly. Okay, so before we show them the seeds, there are again, how many seed packets there? 1, 2, 3, 4, oh, one, three, three that's four. 14. So you have 14 seeds there, so you, you, you will see them in a bit, but here are 14 seeds for the winter, winter season. These are the 14 seeds which one can grow for the winter season and Let's dive right into the seeds. Here we have the first one, which is a tomato seed packet. This 
is the brinjal seed packet this one is lady's finger and this one is bitter gourd and here we have rich gourd i don't know what rich gourd is it's called uh, sorakai sorakai in telugu birakai birakai sorry oh birakai that's rajesh saying birakai <laughs> and here we have cucumber yeah and here we have cluster beans and here we have onion seeds it's funny they look so weird here yeah they look uh, like when you are trying to buy seeds from outside uh, they look like broken coal interest Sm- into small tiny bits and pieces so you can see that if you can focus here you can see that they are like tiny broken coal pieces right yeah and uh, moving on carrot and carrot yeah. look like jeera don't get confused <laughs> when you go outside these are not jeera don't call these are carrot seeds <laughs> yes don't call your vendor <laughs> <laughs> these are spinach seeds yeah by far i feel these are the best looking seeds i don't know for some reason this reminds me of spider man uh this is fenugreek and what is fenugreek fenugreek is uh, mentu mentu or methi which is the most selling seed uh-huh. through methi garden ever yeah. everyone is just buying this winner winner methi dinner yes winner winner methi dinner or fenugreek for dinner so here we have sort green sorrel seeds yeah what exactly is like what is green sorrel green sorrel is called gongura in telugu my man rajesh giving us inputs green sorrel is gongura in telugu i know what you call it in other languages yeah so yeah uh, you can focus these two things uh, i'll tell you that how difficult is to figure it out Th- this is amaranthus yeah what exactly is amaranthus amaranthus is called totakura and uh, there is a tiny difference between purslane and amaranthus when you focus on this uh, on amaranthus you have a glossy layer and it is a little bigger rounder seed when compared to purslane you can get confused when these both are two two kept together they look very very similar yeah let me just put them close yeah so you can see that where the gloss is that is amaranthus here you can clearly see there's some gloss here so you know you can differentiate that between amaranthus and purslane so what is purslane again purslane uh, in telugu it is called as gangavalli Okay, purslane in Telugu is called Gangavalli. So here are fourteen seeds that you could grow for this winter season, which will give you the best, the best produce you could ever eat. If you're interested in buying any of these seeds, I'll drop the link in the description to the seed bank, which is available on www.makemegarden.com.